This is Dr. Jonathan Shaw. I want to thank you for tuning in to Crown Ministries Podcast today. We hope that this message transforms you and encourages you to pursue God's presence in a greater way. Enjoy the message. I want to minister to you today. I want to share with you a word from the Lord, and I pray that this blesses you, and I pray that you get something out of this uh, again. Uh, last week, the Lord really blessed us with the word, and I want to, I want to deal with something today. That is like an unto last week. I got my chair back again. So we're going to sit down and we're going to have a conversation and we're going to talk a little bit about some real stuff, some real issues, some real challenges. Our world is in chaos. Crisis is all around us. Pandemic is still wreaking, uh, raising its ugly head. And we are still experiencing some uneasy terrain and area uh, situations that we've never been in before. But I believe that God is still a deliverer. So I want to speak to you. I want to speak to who you are and where you are. And I want to uh, speak prophetically at the end of this message. I want to prophesy and I want to decree something in your life. And I want you to join me in this because something is going to be broken today. My God, I feel this anointing already. Something's going to be broken. So get yourself ready. Get your Bibles. Come on, your paper Bibles. And we're going to go to the Word of God, and we're going to see what the Lord has to say to us again today. Just as last week, I want you to go to Psalm 34. Psalm 34, the 34th Psalm, and verse number 8. The 34th Psalm and the 8th verse. And just this one verse. Here begins the reading of the, of the Word. Oh, taste and see... That the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. All taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. I want to deal with something today that I pray is helpful and uh, hopeful for you. But I really want to expose something today. And the danger with exposure is that it challenges the spirit of pride that attempted to hide it and to keep it in obscurity, to paint the picture like you got it going on when the truth is you're really suffering in silence. So I want to deal with something today that many people battle with, even Christians. Even believers are challenged with this demon that I want to expose today. And I want to confront it. And eventually I want you to join me in conquering it. Because you cannot conquer what you refuse to confront. And you cannot confront what you refuse to identify. So today, I want to preach to you a message simply entitled, Overcoming Addiction. Yeah, overcoming addiction. <laughs> it's going to be a meaty message. It's going to be a powerful message. Put your seatbelts on. Get your notepads ready. We're going to deal with some stuff. We're going to deal with some nitty-gritty. We're going to deal with some things. So come on and join me. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you. We glorify you, oh great God that you are. Thank you for this day that you made. We rejoice and we're glad in it. Father, we want you now to speak to us. 
Speak to us, not just about that surface stuff that we're well aware about, but Father, today we want you to talk to some deep, dark issues, some hidden stuff, some things that have been in obscurity. God, we want you to deal with the stuff that got us so tore up. <laughs> deal with the stuff that pulls us away from you. Deal with the distractions in our lives. Today, dig deep, dig it out, and deliver us and cause us to be free by your word. It is in the name of the blood-soaked body of Jesus that we pray. Let everybody say amen, amen, amen. Come on, let's talk. I got my chair. Let me pull up a seat and let me talk with you just for a few moments uh, as we minister from this uh, overcoming addiction. I want to I want to really deal with some things today, and I want to really help you to be free from this enemy from this thing that has uh, uh, overwhelmed so many people, even believers and saints singing a choir, usher on the usher board, uh, on the deacon board, the trustees, oh, yeah, even the preachers, my savior, Woo. the folks that uh, fast and pray, musicians and, 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 and folks that rebuke others and don't point the finger at themselves. There have been so many that are challenged with the spirit of addiction. And today I want to identify that it is a spirit. It has natural manifestations and it, it harbors upon you and attacks naturally. But ultimately, it is spirit, for we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against natural things. The things that we really are fighting are spiritual battles. And until we deal with the spirit of the matter, then we'll never see any change naturally. And so addiction is a very real thing. It's a real thing that people battle with and they are confronted with in their lives. Let's go really quickly to really understand what this spirit is and how this spirit operates so that we can obtain some liberty. Addiction is considered a form of poor adaptive memory. It's considered a form of poor adaptive memory. You go back to something, but it seemingly you forgot about what it did to you the last time you was with it. Uh -huh. You go back to the thing that abused you the last time you were with it. It's a form of poor adaptive memory. It is also considered by medical science uh, to be defined as a state of psychological and even physiological dependence on a drug or a behavior liable to have damaging effect. A great interest in something to which a lot of time is devoted or devote oneself habitually and compulsively to be addicted. To be addicted. Now, I know some of you are getting ready to turn me off and you're getting ready to change the channel because you don't think this applies to you. You don't think I'm not addicted to anything. I'm not. But I want to go through some things. I want to I want to go through some things to really to show you that there's a possibility that you have been addicted to something. And Dr. Show, what does this got to do with scripture and the word of God? But well, we're gonna get there in a moment. But I wanna I want I wanna expose to you this demon. Can can you help me? All right, there's lots of things that people are addicted to, and automatically when you use the word addiction. People think of the normal ones like drugs and alcohol. Well, people can be addicted to drugs. 
and addicted to alcohol. You know, it's heroin, it's cocaine, it's crack, there's uh, 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 meth and uh, all kinds of drugs out there that people use. Then there's alcohol, there's drinking and uh, there's social drinking. Lord, we're going to deal with the saints today. We're going to deal with this because most of the times when people talk about addiction, they either talk about drugs or alcohol. But do you know that people are addicted to more things? Than just drugs and alcohol, and maybe, maybe, maybe you'll get found out in some of these areas. Not only are people addicted to drugs and alcohol, but people are also addicted to food. Uh oh, addicted to food. People have been addicted to sex. Uh oh. People have been addicted to pornography. Let's talk about it. Come on, come on, lean in, lean in. People have been addicted to television. Others are addicted to video games, have been found to be a part of addictive behavior and actions. There are some who are addicted to lying. They are perpetual liars. They're addicted to the lie. Uh, others are addicted to shopping. Mm -hmm. There you go. There you go. I'm finding you. I'm coming down your street. There's some who are addicted to tattoos and others who are addicted to piercings. We're going to talk about it in a moment. Some people are just addicted to attention. They are attention seekers. They don't care what kind of attention they get. As long as they get attention, they're so addicted to attention that even if they got negative attention, they like it and they love it because they're addicted to attention. There are some people who are even addicted to love. Some of you are addicted to social media. My God. How many times when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is grab your phone and start scrolling, see who texts you, see who emailed you, see what they're saying on Facebook, see what they're saying on Instagram, see what's going on on Snapchat. You're checking out your social media. How many times do you scroll before you seek? Mm. How many times do you consult your social media and you haven't consulted your God? People are addicted to social media. There are people who are addicted to sugar. Uh -huh. That sweet tooth you talk about. There are some who are addicted to work. Mm -hmm. They're workaholics. There's others who are addicted to thrills. Those uh, adrenaline rush. And those uh, individuals who like uh, thrills. And they're thrill seekers. They're addicted to the high that the thrill gives them. There are people who are actually addicted to plastic surgery. Yeah, nowadays when one goes to receive plastic surgery and some type of physical, uh, physiological altercations, they actually have to go through psychological consult before they have plastic surgery because it can be an addiction. Another addiction is gambling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Playing them numbers, playing them numbers, playing them numbers, playing them numbers. Come on, putting the money on black, putting it on red. Look at y'all, look at you, addicted to gambling. And there's so many addictions. This is just a few. This is just a few of what some of the addictions are that people have in their lives. It is important to understand these because uh, people engage into addictive behaviors for several reasons. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it in there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw a picture today for you. But I want you to really understand why someone participates in addictive behavior. Let me help you to know. 
that no one wakes up in the morning and decides they're going to be a drug addict. Nobody decides when they're a child, when I grow up, I want to be an alcoholic. And addiction is not a decision. It is a distraction. Addictions are really not decisions. They are distractions because there's a goal and the addiction becomes a distraction. Why do people actually become addicted and operate and function in addictive behaviors. Most people engage in addictive behaviors for several reasons, but addictions are part of a pattern, watch this, avoiding present reality. Most people engage in addiction because they are trying to avoid their present reality. What the addiction does is it offers them escapism. Come on, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you. And so you find something that's going to allow you to escape your present reality and you find yourself addicted because you always want to escape and get away. Be careful when you often find yourself desiring to get away and escape. You have to be very careful because you are beginning to be a perfect candidate for addiction. Or addiction also comes about because it's an attempt to control an experience. Those of, those of you who have controlling issues, addiction can grab hold of you very easily because you're trying to control an experience. Or uh, someone uh, becomes addicted because they're attempting to alleviate physical or emotional pain. Oh, God, that's that escapism again. I've, I've experienced something physically or emotionally, and I'm trying to get away from it. And so the, the means by which I escape, I become addicted to it. Uh, as addictions progress, the individuals get further and further away from actual experiences, meaningful relationships, and underlying truth. Okay, watch this. This is what I really want you to understand. That most people who are addicted to anything are in pursuit of, of relief and they're in pursuit of recovery. Lord, let me let me let me help some of you right here because this is very important. They are looking for a sense of happiness and fulfillment. And most things that you are addicted to when you partake of it in your body when you use it or behave in this manner, it releases a chemical in your brain called dopamine. Dopamine is a chemical in your brain that tells you that this is an enjoyable experience. And what happened is when you eat that hamburger, Lord help us, when you got all that candy sitting in front of you, when, when, uh-oh, uh-oh, when you find the weed man <laughs> and you're smoking your joint, it is an attempt to escape in a reality. It is an attempt to be relieved of pain or pressure. It is an attempt, watch this, to have happiness and fulfillment but it is 
of deception. I come, I come to expose this demon called addiction. You have been deceived because the moment of gratification is not worth, oh God, the detriment that your life is about to experience because now you have been won over by an addiction. The dopamine that was releasing your brain tells you you feel good. It tells you that's going good. It tells you this is this is where you want to be. But watch this. Here's the thing about it. It's like heroin. It doesn't last long. The dopamines are releasing your brain for maybe six hours. It doesn't last. After six hours, all of a sudden, you experience a drop. You experience a crash, and the pain comes back. But this time, it comes back worse. The emotional pain comes back. But this time, it's worse. So now, you got to get some more of what you just had. So you can experience the high again So you can escape again Watch this So that you can be relieved again But the next time you use it You didn't get as high as you did The first time you used it Or the first time you did it So you gotta do it again So you can chase the high And you spend your whole life of addiction Trying to chase a high That you got the last time And you never achieve it And you think if you have more of it My God That eventually you're going to fulfill this high, fulfill this happiness and this good feeling, and you keep crashing. I come today to preach and to talk. I'm hollering too loud. To talk to some people who keep going into things that destroy you, attempting to be fulfilled, attempting to be satisfied, attempting to be happy. You, my brother, you, my sister, are addicted. You're addicted. You're addicted to the t television. You've got to turn it on. You've got to see what's going on. You're addicted to news. and You're addicted, addicted to broadcasting. You're addicted to the television show. It takes over your life. You sit there and watch TV for 8, 9, 10, 12 hours straight. And you realize, I didn't even go to the bathroom. I didn't even eat today. You're so addicted to it. And that video game, it's hallucinating. To you. You're, you're in that video game. Uh, parents, watch your children that get so enticed by these video games and they get uh, uh, so drawn into it that they, 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 they zone out. They're hallucinating. It becomes a new type of reality. And so they live in an AI world, artificial intelligence. They live in an AI world instead of a reality. So they can't keep down a job. They can't relate with people because they're accustomed to relating into an artificial world because they're so addicted to this artificial world because they feel successful, they feel happy, they feel fulfilled there. But I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters, you cannot escape reality with addiction. Woo! You can't escape it. You can't escape it. I'm going to help somebody. I'm going to help somebody. I'm going to help somebody uh, because you must be free today. We must break this chain. We must break this yoke. We must destroy this spirit that has been subliminally and, oh my God, even unconsciously for some of you, destroying you, eating at your core, eating at your potential. Come on. Addictions in your life have eaten away at your success. Look back over your life and see the thing that had you so enticed, that had you so engaged. Look at the thing that you're addicted to. My God, there's some people that are addicted to people. 
They're addicted to people. They're addicted to husbands and men and wives and women. They're so addicted because it takes all your time. It takes all your energy. Watch this. It takes all of your resources. You got to watch out for the thing that you will spend any amount of money for. You would go to arm's length. You would go and, and sacrifice anything for because you got to fulfill this high. You need this gratification. You need to feel good and you're looking to feel good. You're looking to escape. You're looking to run away. You're looking, come on here, to feel happy about yourself and happy about your life. But you don't know that the tool that the devil sold you was going to kill you and destruct. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. You're addicted. You're addicted. You're addicted. You done got that tattoo? Lord, help us. And 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 now you got it. It's it's all it's on you, and you keep looking at it and staring at it because something about doing what you want to do and how you want to do it it gave you a high. It ain't the tattoo. It was the liberty of doing what you want to do when you were told not to do it. You're addicted to rebellion. You're addicted to rebellion, and you gotta hide when you got the tattoo. And so now you look at it, and you say, "I want another one. I got, I got a bird over here. I want my grandmama's name over here, and I got my grandma's name over here. I want my son's name on here, and I want, and now, and now you got all kinds of images and symbols all over your body. Uh, the, 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 the artwork, the masterpiece that God created you to be, and your body has now been marked up. You." Do not put graffiti on a Mona Lisa. Uh, you don't put graffiti on a Mugler. You don't put graffiti, hallelujah, on a fine piece of artwork. You're an artwork. You're a designer's original. The creator made you and fashioned you. You're beautifully and wonderfully made. And you done tan it up because you're addicted to the high of I can do what I want to do. Because I felt like doing it. You're addicted. You're, 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 you're addicted. You're addicted. When your life is based upon a social media post and a response and you post something up and then you got to go back 20 minutes later to see who liked it, who loved it, who shared it and you feel a way of certain people didn't like it. You feel a way of certain people didn't share it. Come on here. And your whole life is based upon your, a heart and a thumbs up and a comment. Your whole life is shaped around a social media platform. You just may be addicted today. I want to cancel the demon of addiction that has been hovering over your life and eating away at your success, eating away at your purpose, eating away at your potential, and it's been robbing you of the anointing of God on your life. My Savior. Oh, no, no, no. No, Dr. Shaw. I'm not addicted. I'm not addicted. I just, I just do it every now and again. <laughs> I'm not addicted. I'm a social drinker. Social, social. Yeah, okay, okay. If, if you're not addicted, then accept the challenge. Don't do it for one year. Don't do it for one year. Well, see, I'm broke. I can, I can do what I want to do. I can do, no, 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 no. Because you're not addicted. You're not addicted. So there's no need to defend it. There's no need to try to get away to do it or to justify it because you're addicted. 
addiction. You're addicted. And I'm here to tell you that if you're addicted to anything other than God, whatever you're addicted to has become your God. Let me deal with this a little bit more. I'm getting ready to close this because what we don't realize and what I want to expose, especially about this nation we call the United States, that we have become an idolatrous generation. We have become an idolatrous people where we put our idols in front of our God. Oh, Lord, help us, help us, help us, help us, help us. Some of you think that you're going to hell for fornication and think you're going to hell for adultery and think you're going to hell for this, that, and the other. Some of us are going to bust wide hell open because we put something or someone in front of God. And I'm here to tell you emphatically and unapologetically that anything you put in front of God, you obligate God to kill it. Let me tell you, let me tell you, whatever it is that you will sacrifice for, that you would bend uh, and break the rules for, whatever, watch this, whatever you would dodge your accountability for, because <laughs> addiction will make you dodge accountability. You don't call certain people when you want to do your thing. You don't, you don't know. You're not accountable to the bishop. I'm your bishop as long as you're doing good. But the moment you want to wild out and do your thing, I ain't your bishop no more. I ain't your pastor no more. You don't bring me into that world because you want to hide that. You, you want to attempt to uh, keep that in obscurity because you want to paint the picture to the world that, that you're good and you got it going on and you're holy and you're righteous. But the truth of the matter is some of you are functioning drug addicts. You're functioning alcoholics. You're functioning, come on, but you still are so addicted uh, Oh, my God, that if we search into the secrets of your life, if we search into the private corridors and crevices of how you live, we can point out the clear signs of addiction. But you can be helped. You can be free. You can be delivered. Here's a few warning signs of addiction. A few warning signs of addiction is you got to sometimes search your family history to see if there is a generational curse of addiction that came through your family. Do you come from a family of drug addicts? Do you come from a family of alcoholics? Come on, can I be honest with you? Can I be very transparent? I come from a family line of alcoholics on my mama's side and my daddy's side. A line of alcoholics, they all could drink. My mama's had, my, my mother's father could drink you under a table. Come on. My father uh, and his father, th th them jokers, they could drink more than a fish. <laughs> they, could, they could drink you out of your mind. I come from a line of alcoholics. And watch this. And alcoholism was in my bloodline. It was the generational curse that followed us. It followed me on my mother's side. It followed me on my father's side. Come on. It followed us. It hit my family. But, but guess what? I made a conscious decision. Oh, God, that because alcoholism runs in my family, when it ran into me, it ran out. It may run in my family, but when it ran into Jonathan Shaw, it ran out of power. It ran out of potency. I had to become the generational curse breaker. I had to determine my great-grandfathers may have done it, my grandfathers may have done it, my fathers may have done it.
reigned among me. Not so I could be self-righteous. Not so I could stick my chest out and brag about who I am. But because my sons won't do it. And my son's sons won't do it. Come on here. So it can be break, broken in the generations behind me. Somebody's got to break the generational curse of addiction in your family. And it just may be you. You have been assigned. You have been the one. What addiction flows through your family? What drug? What drug? What drug flows through your family? What curse follows you? And you have got to be the curse breaker from addiction. It follows in your family history, my God. Hallelujah. Uh, it's being particularly drawn to substances or potentially damaging activity and seeking out situations where the substance or the activity uh, that's present is dreadful. Hmm? It's enjoyable when you do it, but it's dreadful when it's all over. Uh, warning signs of addiction is when you uh, don't mind experimenting. Experimentation uh -huh, is another warning sign of addiction. Episodes of binging. Or the loss of control with no feelings of remorse. That's a clear sign of addiction. An activity or substance that takes, watch this, that takes precedence over the other important things or responsibilities in one's life. Causing a disruption in your everyday life. When you engage in substance uh, or activities that takes precedence over important matters. When you go to the club before you pay your rent, when you buy in red bottoms and you haven't even put money on your Metro card, <laughs> uh, hey God, when you having sex with another man this week and you just had sex with a guy three days ago, you just may be addicted, addicted, addicted. Hey God, when you said you was only going to buy one bag of weed and you bought another bag of weed and before you know it you done spent so much money on weed and now oh God you can't remember the last time you bought some and got high you forgot that you smoked that bag oh God you done lost it and don't know where it is so now you got to find some more when it takes precedence over your everyday life when you got to fan out your clothes <laughs> before you go to work and before you go to church and you got to put mitts in your mouth to try to hide the smell like we don't know it. Like we don't know what weed smell like. Like we don't know what marijuana We all smell it. We all see it. We all know it. But you're addicted. You can't tell. You can't tell that it has taken over your life. And at this point you say, oh well everybody has their vice. Brothers, sisters, maybe you are addicted. Maybe you are Addicted. Maybe you are addicted, but you can be free, my Savior. <laughs> you can be delivered. I want to share with you real quickly. I got to go. You can be free. You can be delivered. How do I get delivered, Dr. Shaw? Here's his, his step one of how to get delivered. You got to admit you're addicted. You got to admit this is a problem. You got to admit this is too much. You must confess that this 
is become a problem in my life. If you don't admit that there's a problem, you cannot conquer the demon, hallelujah, that you have not exposed. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, I read it in the scripture last week and I say again, James 5, it says confess your faults one to another. Uh, confess your faults one to another. Pray that you may be healed. For uh, confession leads to healing. You can't be healed, you can't be delivered. If you don't confess, admit that you have it. Admit that you got it. And then, and then I want you, hallelujah, once you admit that you got it, you got to begin to behave differently, behave differently. You got to change your behavior. You need behavioral modification. You got to choose to go home another way. You got to choose to stop work watching certain movies. You got to choose to stop buying certain foods. You got to choose how long I'm going to engage in TV. You got to put yourself on social media punishment. Come on, before Facebook put you in Facebook jail, you got to put yourself in Facebook jail and say, I'm going to delete the whole app from my phone because I've become addicted. Some of you do not need a pause from Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You don't need a pause. You need it to be totally deleted. Come on. Because if it takes you from God, hallelujah, it's a problem. It's a problem. It takes your focus off God. It's a problem. It's getting away uh, of your worship. It's getting away at the life that you're supposed to live. It's getting away at your promise, your prophecy, and your potential. It's in the way now. It's in the way. It's in the way. And I'm trying to hide. Come on. You know you're addicted when, watch this, you feel like you're living two lives. One life is engaging your addiction. The other life is like you don't have an addiction. When you start engaging in two lives, brothers and sisters, you're addicted to something. You're addicted. You're hiding now. Huh? You know what the Bible says? You're double-minded. And a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. When you're double-minded, oh God, when over here you can smoke it and drink it and say it and do it. Come on. When you're over here, you give yourself liberty and you justify your liberties. But over here, you say, I can't do it. I'm not supposed to do it. Hi, and you hide it, and you back it up into the corner. You're addicted. You're addicted. And today, it can be broken when you confess that you got it. Hallelujah. And you're determined to do things differently so that you can be free from it. Here's another point to get free from addiction. To get free from addiction, you got to get full off God. Yeah, you got to get full. You got to get full off God. You know why you have room and time to get addicted to stuff because you left too much room. You left too much space in your life. Can I prove it to you? You remember in Genesis? Watch this. Look in Genesis. Adam and Eve, the man and the woman. God says you can have everything in here. All the trees are yours. All the animals, you have dominion over them. You can eat of any tree, any tree in this garden. It's all yours. Any tree, any tree. Any tree in the garden is yours, except the one tree in the middle of the garden. Don't touch that. That's my tree, God told them. He says, the day you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. Watch, watch, watch. Why was the man and the woman enticed by one tree when they could have all them other trees? You know why? Because they didn't get full off of what was permitted. So they begin to tip themselves off what was prevented. Let me say it again. They didn't fill themselves off of what was permitted. So they engaged in what was prevented. The moment you stop filling yourself off what is allowed is the moment your appetite increases off what you're not supposed to have. 
You only want it because you ain't full. You ain't full. You ain't full. <laughs> you know when somebody, come on, eat some junk food before dinner, and now they don't want to eat their dinner because the junk food done messed up their appetite. You got to be careful with addiction because it messes up your appetite with God. But if you get so full of God, you have no room for addiction. Back in the day when I was growing up in church, I had no time to sin. We had no time to mess up because we was too tired. We was in church, in rehearsal. We was in church, in service. We was in a morning service, an afternoon service, and a night service. By the time all those services was over and rehearsals, we was too tired to sin. We were too tired to go drink. We was too tired to go to a lounge. We was too tired, come on here, to go smoke something. We was too tired to go to somebody's house. We went home and went to bed because we was wore out. Uh, you hadn't let the Holy Ghost wear you out. You ain't let the Holy Ghost exhaust you. You got too much time. You got too much energy because you're not full of him. Get full, get full, get full, get full. I need somebody to put in the comments right here. Get full, get full, get full. That's a t-shirt. I'm getting ready to design it. Get full, get full, get full, get full. Because when you get full, then you lose appetites for distractions. You lose appetite for addiction. You can't watch that much television because you done got full of God. You don't even want the television on because you done got full of God. You don't want nobody to ring your number. You don't want nobody to slide in your DM because you're so full, you're so full, you're so full off of God. Hallelujah. If, if Adam and Eve were full of the trees they could eat, then they would ha not have any desire for what they could not eat. Watch this. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the scripture says here in Psalm 34 and 8, oh, taste and see. <laughs> The word taste here is a word that says perceive. It says when you really try the Lord, you will perceive that he is good. Hey, God, I want to holler. I want to holler. I'm supposed to sit here and talk. I'm trying, I'm trying not to sweat and holler, but I feel somebody chains breaking. I feel somebody getting set free. I feel somebody right here being found out not to condemn you, but to convict you, to bring you into deliverance. Watch this. To break the bands of addiction that has followed your family and followed you for far too long in your life. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, oh, taste him, taste him. Before you taste the weed, taste him. Taste him. Before you taste that man, <laughs> before you taste that woman, taste Jesus. Taste him. Oh, taste, oh, taste and see. You'll see it. You'll perceive it that he is good. He's so good, he I'm not compelled to sin. He's so good, I don't want to step out of his will. He's so good, I want to obey him. He's so good, come on, he's been so kind and so generous to me that I want to do his bidding. I want to obey him. I want to study his word. I want to pray to him. I want to know more about him. If you taste him, if you taste him. Some of you go to church and still ain't tasted him. Some of you sing on the choir and still ain't tasted him. You got a backwards collar and you still never tasted him. Come on here, you got a tight but you haven't really tasted him. You ain't tasted him. You serve and worship him out of your mind, but you haven't given him your heart. When you give him your heart, you'll taste and see. You'll taste and see that the Lord is good, my Savior. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Watch this. When you taste God and become addicted to him, uh, you'll be blessed because you trust him. Here's the thing with addiction, and I gotta go. Addiction makes you trust the thing you're addicted to. It makes you trust it 
when you should be trusting him. You have more confidence that we could calm you down than God can calm you down. You have more confidence <laughs> that if you lay on your back, oh God, that lover mm -hmm, would make you feel good, uh, but you're not confident that if you give your heart to God, he will make you feel good. You trust that more than you trust him. Lord, help me through here. Help me through here. I'm trying to help somebody. I'm trying to get somebody free. Watch this. Hebrews 6 and 4. I want you to taste and see. Hebrews 6 and 4. I want to read four verses. Verse 4 to verse 8. Watch this. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 4 says, For it is impossible for those who have once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost. It's impossible. If you taste it, if you were made partakers of the Holy Ghost, and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, when you do this, when you fall away, uh, uh, come on, you can't, you can't taste God and just fall away easily. You can't taste God and just walk away from him. No, 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 no. Oh, here's what Hebrews said happens. Verse 6, if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, if they get back into that sin, seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. Every time you return to your addiction, you put Christ back on the cross. Don't get mad at the soldiers who stuck a spear in his side because every time you stick a joint in your mouth, oh God, you're crucifying him afresh, afresh. Every time you grab that television remote, you're doing it again. Every time you lie, you liar, you, you're crucifying him afresh. You're putting a new scar on him. You're putting a new whip on him. Every time you do it, you're crucifying him afresh, especially if you've tasted before, if you have tasted before. Verse 7 says, for the earth which drinketh, watch, listen to this, verse 7 and verse 8, listen y'all, listen to the addiction in this verse. For the earth which drinketh in the rain, drink, drink in the rain, that comes often upon it, and bring forth herbs, look at what it says, meat for them by whom it is dressed, receive blessings from God. Look at verse 8. But that which beareth thorns, the plants, the herbs, uh, that bear thorns and briars is rejected and is nigh unto cursing whose end is to be burned, whose end, Lord Jesus, whose end is to be, this is in the book, it's in the book. You don't like it, Ted, I'll tell God about it. It's in the book. Huh, huh. He said there's certain herbs that is rejected. When you burn the ends to get fulfillment out of it, to get satisfaction out saints ain't supposed to be lighting up. God, I know you bad, but I'm glad. Ain't nobody mad but the devil. Come on here. Huh? Saints ain't supposed to be burning the ends, <laughs> trying to get uh, relief and calm down. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. This is not what it's for, brothers and sisters. You are addicted, and you have put it before God. But today, you can be delivered. You can be free. The chain can be broken. How do you do it, Dr. Shaw? This is how. Oh, taste and see. 
that the Lord is good. Taste him. Taste him. Taste him. Embrace him. Fully engage him. Smoke him. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, grab the remote and turn Jesus on. Uh, take a bite of Jesus. Put that burger down. Put them chips and that candy down. Uh, you're addicted to it. But grab Jesus. Lord Jesus. Before you lay down and give your body to somebody else, Romans 12, present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable servant. You're addicted to it. You're addicted to that man. You're addicted to that woman. It's harmful to you. It's hurtful to you. But you keep going back to it because those dopamines are released every time that sensation of feeling good, the high is ever being chased. It's a lie from the pit of hell. It is destroying your life. It is destroying your soul. It's destroying your potential. It's destroying your favor. You're addicted, but you can overcome. You can overcome. You can overcome. I, I want to I quickly give you, the, the Alcoholics Anonymous has a great program that they utilize for people who are addicted to alcohol. And in their program, there's 12 steps. Y'all heard of it? The 12-step program from Alcoholics Anonymous. Go just read the 12 steps and you'll see how the saints created and, and those people who uh, were lovers of Jesus created this 12-step program for those who are struggling and battling to overcome alcohol. Step number one was to admit that you are powerless over alcohol and that our, your life had become unmanageable. Admit it. Step two came to believe that the power is greater than ourselves but we could restore us. There is a power greater than ourselves that could restore us to sanity. Number two was there's a power that's bigger than me that can restore me back. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Three, turn your life over to God. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of your life to take introspection. Step five, Admitted to God and to ourselves, to another human being, the exact nature of our wrong. Admit what we did wrong. Step five. Step six. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. God remove every defect. Step seven. Humbly ask God to remove our shortcomings. Step eight. Make a list of persons that we've harmed and become willing to make amends to them all. <laughs> oh, God. Next step. Make direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. I want to make this, I want to admit this to you. Now, if it's going to hurt you, it's going to hurt somebody around you, I don't need to do it, but I need to make amends. I need to admit something. Step 10, continue to take control, personal inventory. And when we are wrong, properly admit it. Quickly, quickly, quick. The way to battle addiction is to admit quickly. I'm doing, uh-uh, uh-uh. I can't go back there. I can't go back there. I can't go back there. The moment you grab your cell phone and your computer and you go to Pornhub and you go to some pornographic site, admit, no, no, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Mm. Uh, step 11, sought through prayer, seek through prayer and meditation to improve your conscious contact with God. 
as we as you understand him, praying only for knowledge of his will for you and the power to carry his will out in your life. That's the 11th step. The 12th step in Alcoholics Anonymous, the 12th step is having a, a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. And you try to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all of your affairs every day of your life. Whether you use a 12-step program, a 5-step program, a 3-step program, it doesn't even matter. You need deliverance from whatever you're addicted to. Today, I want to pray and I want to speak prophetically over your life. That I don't care what your addiction is and I don't care how long you've been addicted to it, you've got to be free. It's been controlling your life. It has become your God. It has become your idol. You can't afford tithe and offering because you sow into your addiction. You can't sow into the kingdom because the addiction has stolen your money. The thief cometh to steal, to kill, is trying to destroy you. But Jesus said, I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. You can be free today, my brother. You can be free today, my sister. Let's pray. I believe God right now for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, if you're addicted to anything, I want you to stretch your hands this direction. I want you to admit this. I want you to confess this, that you want to be free. Father, we come to you right now. And Father, we say, here we are, messed up, jacked up, toe up. Here we are, God, with all of our problems, isms, schisms, and hangups. Here we are, God, even with addiction. We've been addicted to people, places, and things. We've been addicted to drugs and alcohol and sex and pornography. We've been addicted to lying and lust. We've been addicted to television and food and so many other things, Lord. We confess before you today, honestly, humbly, we have been addicted to it. We have made it our God. We've bowed before it. We've sowed into it. We submitted our life, our potential, our promise. We submitted our future to it. God, it distracted us. It pulled us from you. But today, we say we turn our back on our iniquity. We turn our backs on our transgression and Father, today, we break the covenant that we've had with this addiction. We break the covenant. We destroy <laughs> the words that we shared to this addiction. We break the agreements, the contracts, the covenants and we declare today, God, that we are made free by your blood. We declare today we're free. We're no longer entangled in this yoke of bondage but this yoke is destroyed by the anointing today. I break every generational curse off of every life that's under the sound of my voice. I pray prophetically that God right now, that man, I don't care how old he is, experiences a deliverance. That woman experiences a breakthrough. Father, today we declare and decree that they are made free through the efficacious power of the blood of Jesus. I thank you, God, that you washed them. You cleanse us, all of us. Wash us, cleanse us, purge us. Oh, God, get us right. Get us together. Not within our own righteousness, but in your righteousness. I pray that they are made free right here and right now. We declare it. We decree it. We prophesy it. We yield unto you. We yield ourselves unto you because you have the power to set us free. Thank you, Lord, for delivering us. Thank you, Lord, for making us free. Thank you, Lord, for breaking this covenant over our lives today. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, I would love for you to do two things. One, subscribe to our show so you can receive notification of our most recent messages. Also, 
If this message has impacted you, you can click the link in the description and you can give now. We'll connect with you next time on Crown Ministries Podcast. Thank you.